0: Thank you for listening to Simply Ask Him Why once again. This one is titled, Lie to Me, but at least smile while you're doing it. Today we're going to be discussing some local issues where, well, let's just say politics are at play. Looking forward to discussing this with you. So as we all know, politics, and even sadly, sometimes religion will lie to you. And they'll tell you that it's for your own good. Or maybe maybe just for the common good. But just know that anybody who says they're doing anything for the common good is not doing anything that will benefit anyone who falls into the common stereotype. And the only good that comes out of it comes to those who are implementing the plan or the program. And behind closed doors, deals are made. Money is exchanged, or maybe, you know, status. And a spokesperson takes to the podium to explain how consensus has been reached. They tell you that after bitter and contentious arguments, the good of the people was put before individual party special interests. Remember that old saying, the only way to know if a politician or lawyer is lying is if you see their mouth moving. Sadly, at this moment, most of you have visions of Washington, D.C. dancing in your head. You imagine the U.S. Congress meeting daily to discuss important topics, those important issues that are Really important to the constituents of their states and they, those brave souls, are there to ensure that their state's interests are heard and met. And while it would be nice if that was what was actually happening when you turn on C-SPAN or CNN or maybe Fox or, or any other news outlet owned by, well, the same special interests that have padded the pockets of all the politicians that are on the floor appearing to do the will of the people. But I assure you, The only people getting rich in government is government. But what if I told you that you don't have to go far and you don't really have to turn on the news or even search online to see that hidden disparity that exists between the true will of the people and what the politician elected to represent you actually will do? If you want to see this firsthand, Maybe attend a local city council meeting, or a county commission board meeting, or even better, a local school board meeting. Burke County has its share of political tug-of-war, unique to itself. At city council and county government meetings, it could be something as relative as, well, business leaders attempting to argue property zoning, or maybe approaching the board to receive qualification for grants. Maybe. It's a representative from our state government to pass along the good news of funding being approved for a repurposed county building to house, you know, well, more government offices. But the one thing that you will note is decorum or protocol, the rules of the committee that are often enforced at the beginning of every meeting. If asked, they will inform you that it's to respect the process that existed long before their tenure. But really it's to let you know that they are in charge and that you are in their building and that they will not tolerate loud emotional opinions. And they inform you of the two minutes into which you must compress those said emotions. But remember they are there to listen. Well, recently I attended a local advisory meeting in a local town, not Morganton, but close by. The item to be discussed was the approval of a home in which to provide respite for children suddenly taken from their families and then placed into foster care. For anyone that knows anything about the foster care system, finding a qualified and willing family to take in this child or possibly children is not an easy task. This home would provide a temporary safe place until workers could secure a more permanent placement. The families seeking approval were some of the more genuine people that I've met lately. And out of their heartbreak within their own lives, having lost a child, they sincerely want to do what's right or necessary to return some positive from out of their pain. So surely no one No one would have a problem with that, right? Let's just say religion and comfort. Well, they carry a pitchfork too. The people there to speak against this family's efforts did so using a very uneducated but all too common perspective. And while I'm not calling them personally uneducated, they seem like nice enough people. They were certainly misled about the type of children who are likely to be placed into emergency foster care. Because in their minds, I believe, they imagined the juvenile delinquent with tattoos and drug addictions moving in next door. And not the scared five-year-old who doesn't understand why they were yanked from their bed, or the floor, or the couch, or wherever they were likely sleeping. All they know is mom and or dad were placed into handcuffs, and left with local officers. And now, they are being put into a stranger's car to be taken to the local social service office. And all they want is home. And as nasty, or as toxic, or as dangerous as it might have been, they want to go home. Remember this saying, sometimes love tastes like ramen noodles, and sometimes it feels like bruises. Well, these protesters spoke of an already decaying area where this house is located, with homelessness and drug sale interactions happening in plain view. Each of them had their own stories. Difficult-to-swallow logic tells me that if you live in this neighborhood, you have two options. You either move or you change the situation. You would think having more law enforcement presence would be a welcome addition to the area. But many of them only saw the additional nuisance with the house, helping foster kids. Even one went as far as to inform just how much money her father and even herself have given to a local group home as a way to tell the listeners that she, well, she isn't anti-children. She's just anti Children in her neighborhood, new children in her neighborhood, temporary children in her neighborhood, any child that she doesn't know in her neighborhood. And really what she wanted you to know was who she was and just what she is worth. And don't worry, I could hear every bit of her worth in her words. But thanks to the panel, those in favor and those against were actually given Ample opportunities to speak. And this is an example of when government actually seems to work well. Well, most of you are well aware of the pornographic book issues in our counties. This is not unique to Burke County. This is surrounding counties as well. Even when a book is contested or read aloud in graphic detail by grandmothers and pastors to a crowd... And even after the overtly sexual explicit pages are spoke aloud in the forum, there is still a process. The process includes a panel later reading said books, providing an opinion, or in some cases, well, simply reading a prepared synopsis put forth by the publishers themselves, or maybe even the author, because, you know, neither of them would certainly be biased, or using maybe a a collective website like Goodreads, to gather already written opinions. But ultimately, even though the book might sound adult-oriented, well, we must trust the process to be fair, we're told. Fair to a seemingly invisible minority of people that might be offended by the removal of the books. Take, for instance, two well-tenured teachers at Freedom High School who ensure that you are always aware of their qualifications anytime they begin speaking. Coming forth to educate, you know, those foolish, misguided Christian people, and especially all those from other counties, as often mentioned by uh, both of the local newspapers that we have here. They make sure to remind their visitors, and they call them, you know, those people from other counties, visitors, their their voice, doesn't really hold standing here in Burke County. But they also want you to know that due to their advanced intellect on all things scholastic and educational, well, you know, erotic literature and graphic pornography is normal and should be celebrated and allowed in even more flamboyancy in our schools. And as one stated, to allow children to develop their identities. Well, coming next week, Wait until you hear about the efforts to normalize pedophilia, or MAPS, as they're called today, affectionately. Minor attracted people. People admittedly attracted to children. But, you know, in all the studies that I've read, they're merely, merely a misunderstood group of citizens. Possibly, well, maybe your next-door neighbor, who are fighting this dreaded disease. This disease that makes them want to have sex with children every day. They seek empathy and love, after all. You would be surprised, or maybe you wouldn't, Uh, due to many of the uh, local instances where this evil has come into the light here in Morganton or Burke County. But you might want to know this. North Carolina ranks very high on the support group awareness scale. More to come on that topic. In the past, I've accused or I've been accused of not caring for children. Or at least the children that receive free lunch at school, that is. And as you're most likely aware, our children here in Burke County qualify for free breakfast and lunch at public schools. Is it because of the goodness of our hearts? Or maybe even a surplus in the budget? Or maybe a private philanthropist? Maybe Bill Gates, maybe? Nope. The real reason, well... We're a poor county. Out of the mouth of one at a recent meeting, well, we finally did it. We qualified. Took a while, but we did it. But sincerely, I ask, is this cause for celebration? The fact that we as local communities fall below the poverty line and somehow win an award, it's embarrassing. As someone who grew up very poor, I assure you one of the greatest incentives that I had to achieve milestones is, to, is having my free lunch card punched for breakfast and lunch. Today, you know, all we do is inform children that there's no need to want more out of life. Let us, the government, give you what you need. And one distinct thing that I overheard during these meetings that stuck with me is that if you're already on public assistance, well, you automatically qualify. What about, since my tax dollars already pay for you to receive money, you purchase food for your child to take to school as a lunch? Mandatory. Checked by a teacher. I know, I know, I'm being cruel to expect parental responsibility to kick in. Or merely just being a good steward with what's provided for you. That's way too much to expect, I know. But hey, that's just me that feels that way, right? I recently saw a picture of the uh, former chair of the school board, Wendy Craven, shaking the hand of one of our commissioners, Scott Mollie, to celebrate an agreement to release funding that will allow things like recruiting new teachers, paying our teachers more, and maybe, maybe, with the help of a few liberal think tank grants, they can finally renovate that old Chesterfield school into prime real estate as apartments for county employees You know, recruitment, retainment goals. And then, when the time is right and the term of the agreement expires, sell the property for a profit instead of offering it to a private and or maybe a Christian school for purchase. Heaven forbid. Pun intended. What about a local commission board that actually goes out and recruits more business to the area? I know there's some good people here doing some good things. I'm not knocking that. But what about providing grants or maybe even ultimatums to the slum lords renting houses near, near our downtown area to uh to only, well let's face it, an immigrant population who works for the county's largest water customer. If I were a business and I were visiting the area to to make my people Want to move here? I wouldn't want to move here either. Many of you will take that as a racist comment. I said it as an economic comment. But until anyone can step up and prove to me, and others, of the economic gain and not the draw on our local economy. And no, no, no. The 30 Hispanic restaurants and bodegas do not count. I'm talking about real property value increases, and I'm not talking about tax increases, because Lord knows mine has increased, but realized value based on investments in our downtown to attract more than just, you know, those, those locations for those willing to pay $20 or more a plate for clicky-style bistros and a now waning beer scene, or even an overpriced eclectic clothing store or pottery anyone willing to step up and school me on this topic i'm easy to find i know these next these these next few things are controversial statements but hey as many of you have already dumbed me down whether privately or publicly some of you i assure you i do not i don't regret anything that i've said on this podcast or in person And I do know at least the First Amendment. What would you think about loans being granted to someone based on categories titled such as men-owned small businesses? Or Caucasian-owned small businesses? Or, heaven forbid, heterosexual-owned small business? What's that? Unacceptable? That's right. Most of you have already proven that you will publicly attack businesses deemed too white, whatever that is, or too masculine, or too religious, or even too patriotic. And yes, those things happen here in Burke County. I recently heard the newly placed chairman of the school board call our schools and our region progressive. Well, sir, that's the biggest insult you can give to this town. Unless that is, your and others' goal is to change it to make it more progressive. I mean, look at what's happening to the former Drexel Heritage property. Imagine, if you will, a rainbow-covered sphere, which houses 24-hour sunlight and gardens and small farms and eco-friendly composting with apartments whose power is generated by wearing small reactors that will catch every tear and all of the negative emotions that transplants to our area feel each time they they pass that wretched old statue on our courthouse lawn it's kind of like a nuclear reactor without the uh, the dreaded nuclear part and when the when the weather's dim such as you know this time of year They gather together to paint murals, you know, for world peace and community and inclusion and all that stuff. And they plan next year's indigenous themed food truck convoy and invite, you know, Appalachian campus professors to illuminate all the ways that we, too, can become more welcoming by demanding anything deemed racist by a few be removed at the expense Of the many, not to mention the fundamental socialist, outright socialist approach, the entire village of the industrial common collective will spread like lilies throughout Morganton. But I digress. I used to think that our churches were the answers, or had the answers. And while there are many, many great congregations, I feel that. We, we, we kind of, as a community, have taken the meek part of Matthew 5.5 5 to mean void of any masculinity, speaking maybe sprightfully with a lisp and saying to anyone who questions our dogma, well, just love them like Jesus. As long as Jesus is fully affirming of diversity, equity, and especially inclusion, right? But last time I read my Bible, The Jesus I found told the truth, the truth that you needed to hear, that I needed to hear. And no one, he sent no one away without telling them to go and sin no more. But I get it. It depends on whose interpretation of sin we listen to, right? And yes, I'm even preaching to myself there. And that's why it's common to church hop. It's kind of like, you know, having a favorite restaurant. Until they you know, give you poor service or maybe step on your toes. So churches, I'm not saying that you're, you, you aren't the answer. Because deep inside of me, I believe that you've always been the answer. But it will take more than four approved songs and exactly 35-minute sermons each Sunday to fix what's broken in our community. So now that I've effectively called everyone to the mat, What will you do? I mean, probably nothing. You're not going to contact me. You never do. Because you dumb me down. You dumb all of us down. School board members, to include so-called conservatives, you are either complicit and agree with those who believe a child's mind belongs to a teacher and a school system, or you are beholden to the parents and ultimately the taxpayers, well, there is no middle ground. You either believe that pornography is acceptable reading material for children, or you believe all precautions should be taken to further prevent the erosion of normalcy in our world. But I know, I know, I am the problem. Because it's zealots like me that make your jobs difficult. I assure you this, you have yet to see difficult. And to the recent political movements within the school board, what are you trying to protect? What are you trying to hide? Is it worth it? If I were you, you should really watch who you allow in your circle What's that saying again? Loose lips. And to the one who thinks he or she has collected just enough dirt on others to be insulated, be very, very careful. Closets have many skeletons and some even come back to life. Local commissioners and council members, You might live near the communities that you represent, but I'm convinced that you do not live in the communities. If you did, you would not be placing your allegiances with the subjects that you are currently aligned with. The old adage, money can always afford the loudest megaphone, is even true in a small town, right? That is, until enough of the peasants get loud together. So moving forward, there are no filters. I will always be respectful, but I will not hold back calling it like I and others see it. And I don't care about your party affiliation. And I don't care if you know me personally. Wrong is wrong. And politics, last time I checked, is fair game. In transparency, my family and I do plan to move, possibly to a neighboring county in 2024. But as long as I'm still here in Burke County, I will continue to keep my ears close and will wreak havoc wherever possible and whenever needed. But I will also support wherever possible and wherever needed school system, local government, or just speaking out on the status quo. Looking forward to speaking with you again. And next time, I get to share with you the traits of and how to spot the personality traits of a minor attracted person. It may surprise you just how many attributes they share with some local pornographic book supporters. Again, I can't thank you enough for listening to Simply Asking Why.